Are you struggling with irregular periods, mood swings, or headaches, and just don't know where to go for help? Girl, I feel you, and I'm so happy you're here. I've been where you are, and I've now learned how to heal my hormones. If you are ready to finally get to the root cause of your period problems, mood swings, yes, even postpartum, and lack of sex drive, then grab your notebook and pen, or crayon if that's all you can find, and get ready to listen in. Are you spending hours a day on Google or social media trying to figure out how exactly to get rid of your headaches, mood swings, or PMS, and you're feeling so overwhelmed and confused by the whole thing? I spent hours each day trying to figure out how to track my cycle and get rid of PMS. Literally, hours. I did not want to struggle with the debilitating effects of birth control and imbalanced hormones any longer. And while sure, I eventually figured out how to do it. All that time spent trying to learn on my own was just stealing from my time that I could have been doing other things, like be with my family, for example. I want you to know that you do not have to resort to Google and surfing through social media just to find mixed or vague information anymore. I invite you to come and learn what the power of balancing your hormones can do for your health physically, mentally, and emotionally. I have had balanced hormones. Yes, even while being postpartum for nearly three years now. And honestly, I have never physically or mentally felt better. And it's not just affecting my own life. My family is flourishing in turn because of it too. My energy has never been higher. My mood is stable. And bonus, I have hit so many of my fitness goals because of it too. Come right now to hormonehealing.org and see if this might be the answer you've been searching for. Again, that's hormone, H-O-R-M-O-N-E, healing, H-E-A-L-I-N-G dot org. I'll see you inside. So today I have my most special guest on here today to share with you. Um, This person means the world to me and is part of the reason why I am doing what I am doing today, actually. Believe it or not, without him, I certainly would not be on this podcast or teaching all of you ladies uh, or starting my own hormone healing uh, business. And I definitely wouldn't be giving all you women this valuable information. So truth be told, us women should be thanking him. I know I am at least as begrudging as that sometimes is to say (laughs) with that little bit of, you know, couple to couple tension sometimes and competitiveness. Anyway, um, so here I am introducing my my husband to you today. Thank you. That was very sweet of you, Dominique. Hi, guys. I'm Nick. It's nice to meet all of you. I'm very excited to be here. Let's uh, get into it. Yeah. So today, I'm just, the two of us are just going to talk about, I would say, my journey with PPD or PPD's postpartum depression, but I'm actually going to reword that and say our journey with PPD. Because even though I myself or you as the women is the one struggling with the, the postpartum depression, the actual PPD and all the symptoms and things, our spouse, our husband, our partners are the ones who are standing there right beside us who are taking a lot of the brunt of it, right? Um, who are kind of having to watch us go through this and kind of trying to navigate this postpartum depression season of life and trying to figure out how they can better help and support us. Um, 
So today I'm just going to, we're just going to talk about how it affected my husband, our family, and how he supported me through it all. Um, so first to be clear, uh, as a little bit of a backstory, I did struggle with PPD after our first daughter. Um, I always wanted to be a mom. I was super excited to be a mom. I couldn't wait to be a mom my whole life. I remember playing baby dolls with my next door neighbor, all the things. Um, and so when my, Nick and I finally decided to start our family, I was super excited, but as I got closer and closer to delivering the baby, and then after I had delivered our Emma, I felt um, very distant, sad, baby blues taken to a major extreme that I just couldn't get out of. Um, and I couldn't explain why or how or why I was even feeling this way. Um, now, I will caveat that there were some environmental factors that I'm sure played a role. Um, I had our little Emma Rose right before the COVID-19 pandemic hit. Um, so we were all locked up in isolation. My husband had to work a ton of extra hours being a paramedic first responder in Boston during that COVID-19 pandemic, not to mention um, increased time away from family due to his army commitments. So there was definitely a lot going on that I think attributed to me kind of going through the PPD besides just being hormonal. Um, but about a year or so after my husband and I started thinking about, okay, when do we want to have our second child? We knew we wanted a second daughter, um, but we also didn't want to have to go through the PPD again. Um, so I went back to school. I got my master's of science in nutrition, a focus in hormones, pre and postnatal certified, all the things. Um, and I became my own clinical case where I essentially took all the things that we learned and put them into practice. And um, I'm here today to say that after having our Isabella Hope, our second daughter, um, I had probably one of the smoothest postpartum recoveries I could have asked for. Um, and I am here to hopefully share all that, share some of those tips and insights with you. So hi, ladies. This is a great episode for you to listen with uh, your man, your partner, your husband, and really uh, listen closely and learn together. Because uh, as Dominique said, it's not just your struggle, it's a struggle together as a couple. Um, what makes it difficult sometimes is first recognizing that you have PPD. Um, that can be a struggle itself, but if you do that, you know, that's the first step. Yes. And, um, so then a lot of women will say, well, how do I know if I have PPD or if it's just baby blues? Well, the difference between PPD and baby blues is that baby blues kind of goes away after the first couple of weeks, um, kind of on its own, the postpartum depression kind of lasts for a couple months afterwards. And you just feel like baby blues to a max. Um, and again, like you said, the, the basic things that used to make you happy kind of just are bland. Um, so first, and I will be honest, I myself was in denial that I had it for a little bit. I was just like, no, no, it's just the COVID-19 pandemic. No, no, I'm just tired. No, no, I'm just exhausted. Um, but anyway, so first I kind of want to get Nick's perspective on here for all you men who are listening. Um, how did it feel to kind of see me struggling through the PPD? All right. Well, uh, I guess uh, I might not be able to draw a picture, but I can share a story. So basically, I came home from work one day after working at 24. I, you know, go into my bedroom to get ready to shower to get all the COVID off me, etc. And I see Dominique sitting there on the bed, and she just seemed very helpless and sad. And she was crying, but trying not to cry. What's wrong, dear? Oh, nothing. And at that moment, I felt very uh, helpless, if you will. and. You know, there wasn't much I could do. I just wanted to be empathetic to her. Um, in the end, we were able to get through as a couple and it helped us grow. 
Yeah. Yeah. It definitely helped us out. We did get through it. But I will say that first time going through, we were definitely new novices at being parents and figuring everything out and not everything did we do by the book for sure. <laughs> no, no, but we made through it. We sure. did. We did. And after the second, after the first one, when we were going to have our second, we were like, okay, here are the things Nick had said, you know, I want to help support you in any way that I can. What are some things that I can do to help you? Um, and um, we made a list of some of the things that we knew he could do to help me the second time around so that I would help. So hopefully some of these things will you together with your, your husband can implement so that your husband can kind of feel like he's helping to prevent the PPD. Or if you do have PPD, he's helping you to kind of overcome it and you know that he's there for him. So Nick, if you would say, what were the top three things that you think you did for me that really just helped me get through it and really helped me with the transition with the second time around? Um, well, I, I let her know that I was there for her and uh, she could cry and she would be judged. I told her that she could get angry at me if she needed to. Um, I told her she could say if she was confused, she could just express herself and her feelings, and that I wouldn't think anything less of her. Um, you know, when we weren't being emotional and sharing heart-to-hearts, we were trying to spend quality time together. Yeah, um, and that that's actually, I think you, you hit a, the nail on the head when you said, I wouldn't think any less of her. Um, because I think a lot of times coming from a female's perspective, um, we think, oh, well, I can't cry in front of my husband, or maybe I can't cry too much in front of my husband. Maybe we're fine crying a little, because of course we're comfortable around him, but we feel afraid to really cry as much as we would like to, or to really show how confused we are, to really show how upset we're getting, because we're afraid that, oh, well, maybe he's not going to like me as much. Maybe his love for me is going to falter. Um, and we kind of second guess ourselves a lot, at least from a woman's perspective. So it was definitely very helpful for me to know that Nick was there telling me, you know what, I know you're going through a hard time. You know, I don't, I, I don't expect you to yell and scream at me our entire life, but I understand if you're having a little bit of confusion and you need to cry a little bit more during this postpartum season, which was definitely very helpful. Yeah. So if we were, you know, taking bullet points, I uh, constantly reassured her. <laughs> All right. Uh, make sure you have that crayon handy. All right. So then what, what do you think the, the second thing? So that's number one is just letting Letting you know that you were there for me, which was good. But what do you think number two was? Uh, I guess moving on through like the love languages, if you will. Um, I was willing to massage her feet while she would breastfed the baby before bed. Um, I know that touch helps a lot to promote the hormone oxytocin. So the massage helped relax her and let her wind down after a stressful day. And it also helped uh, decrease her cortisol, which is the hormone that affects uh, stress. Um, and then I also was there and I just let her know that I felt for her, understood that things were difficult and, you know, she could talk to me and tell whoever she wanted. I'm sure she really looked forward to those moments. Sometimes I did. Yeah. I definitely liked when he would give me those foot massages for sure. And it was kind of like our ritual. Like we would, so Emma would kind of watch a, a show. Every night. <laughs> Every night that he wasn't working. Let's caveat that. Um, so he, 
uh, we would put a show on for Emma or we'd give Emma a book to read. Or sometimes we would just put Emma to bed, depending on the timing that we were putting Isabella to bed. And I would breastfeed Isabella in the rocking chair or sitting in our, in our master bed. And he would just kind of get a little bit of lotion or massage oil and just kind of massage each foot just for the length of the breastfeeding, nothing crazy long. Um, and I definitely started looking forward to those. And I remember a couple nights he, he wouldn't do it because he was either tired or he would just completely forget. And I'd be like, hey. <laughs> yeah, that there was that. Um, so I got, I guess, bullet points. Um, touch and massaging and letting her know you're there for her. Yeah, and, and touch not necessarily in a sexual way. I mean, hey, if it gets in that direction, by all means, go for it and have fun. But the idea is not necessarily to get to that point. But again, do you. Uh, so what do you think um, the third one was that really helped me out? Um, well, whenever it was nighttime, I would always, uh, usually get the baby, whether she was in our room or not in our room and change her diaper. And then with nighttime feedings, um, for a while there, it was just breastfeeding, but after it wasn't breastfeeding, I would sometimes give a bottle and then on occasion, Dominique would uh, be able to pump enough breast milk that I'd be able to feed her in the night. and. The baby really liked the breast milk, and it was better for her. And then uh, after a little while, uh, we started to get formula. I don't really remember exactly when that was, but I'm sure Dominique could enlighten you on that. <laughs> yeah, so um, with Emma, Amalia, our first one, I was very hesitant to do any kind of formula whatsoever. And I also basically, I remember I, I was, I don't know, I guess I was in that mindset that I need to do this all. I'm all like, I'm the mom I'm supposed to be feeding the baby. So I wouldn't let Nick do as much as the nighttime feedings. But the second time around, I was like, no, sleep is important. Sleep is so essential to making sure our hormones stay balanced. It is, it's super underrated, right? And as new moms or new parents with new babies, we don't get much of it. Um, and so that second time around, I actually took him up on the offer and said, okay, yep, you can do at least one night feeding slash diaper changing a night. And exactly like he said, sometimes he would feed the baby and then he would just kind of bring the baby over to me and he'd, I would feed her from my breast, um, while just kind of laying in bed without having to turn the nights on or get up or anything. And then when I was done, he would pick the baby back up and put her back in her bed. Um, and then as the baby started to get a little older and I could produce enough milk, I started pumping a little bit during the day so he could give her a breastfed bottle. And then again, kind of as Nick said too, I want to say it was right around the time when we started to give her solid foods uh, or puree foods, I should say. So maybe around the six month markish per se, um, we started saying, okay, you know what? One formula bottle at night is not going to kill her, right? I've been exclusively breastfeeding her for six months. And quite frankly, there are some parents and moms and babies who don't even get breast milk who do formula and they're totally fine as well. So I would, I'm not against formula at all. And honestly, if it is going to better help you support your hormones, better balance your hormones, um, it, it, studies have shown that the quality of your breast milk, for example, is related to the quality of your state of mind. So if you are stressed out and you are feeling like you are, are struggling with PPD and you don't want to give your baby formula, well, guess what? The quality of that mental mindset, those hormones are getting into the breast milk itself. So really it might even be better, more optimal for you as a woman to give your baby that formula at night, let your husband take the formula feed at night and allow your breast milk to produce more, um, allow your body to sleep so that your hormones can better stabilize and you're producing better milk throughout the rest of the day, if that kind of makes sense. Um, and it was definitely very relieving um, of my stress um, to help Nick, um, to have Nick help me. Um, and 
it really just for us helped me to sleep better and, and definitely helped to support my hormones. And I know the more sleep I got, the better mood I'm in. It, it did. It did help her sleep better and, you know, keep her a happier and healthier mom. Um, guys, if you're still there, uh, bullet points, nighttime feedings. <laughs> All right. So just to recap, um, to go over this again. So first, it's totally normal for the male to kind of feel like he can't do much. Um, but there are definitely things you can do. And the three points that really Nick and I did for the second time around that really helped us is just making sure you're there for her. Let her know that it's okay. Uh, she can cry. She can let you know how she, confused she is. She can ask for extra help and you'll be there for her without thinking anything less. Again, that doesn't mean that gives her the right to do whatever she wants with you her entire life. But during this season of life, just be a little more empathetic of her. Um, step tip number two to recap was that um, touch and massage your feet. Yeah. Of some kind or shoulders or whatever your wife likes. And then uh, number three was to let your wife sleep and nighttime feedings. Yes. So hopefully you guys can um, take these points and really implement them and help them out. And I hope that this just gave you a better perspective to have the males there. Um, thank you, honey, for coming on. Um, and also just to point out, I will be hosting a free live workshop on how to start balancing your hormones with food. So that's going to be on Monday, September 11th. It's going to be completely virtual. So anyone can come join in this free class. You will discover practical tips, delicious recipes, and expert insight to optimize your hormone health. And again, it is all for free. No strings attached. Don't miss this opportunity to educate yourself on your hormonal health and unlock a healthier, happier, healthier you. Um, the link to join that is in the show notes below. So thank you again, guys. Thanks for having me, guys. Uh, it was a pleasure to be here. Uh, when she says delicious, it's actually delicious. <laughs> Even if it's healthy. Thanks, honey. I appreciate that. <laughs> delicious doesn't mean it has to be bland. Anyway, we'll see you all in the next episode and hopefully I see you free virtually live on Monday, September 11th. Don't forget to sign up so I can send you that link. Did you learn something? I did learn something. Leave me a review. Leave me a review. Still looking for more help? I created a hormone balance plan that is easy, natural, and doable because that's what we need as busy moms. And I'm ready to share everything with you in your one-to-one -one hormone healing coaching. Check out the show notes for links and more details. See you inside.